Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I believe if you synchronize this game with the puck drop at the start of the second period of the Columbus versus Carolina game, you'll understand what we're talking about. I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> but you might. But you might. because we may. Good. We may, we may provide live in-game scoring updates for a podcast that comes out two days from now. But that's neither here nor there. That's somewhere else. I had posed the question in a far clumsy way of should the NHL score change its scoring rules to reflect assists when they're actually touched by players rather than who just happen to be the last two guys who are not of the same name who touched the puck. Player one passes to player two, player two passes to player three, player three passes back to player two, player two scores. Why does player one get an assist? Normalize a a secondary assist and a goal on scoring, and then let's watch some records fall. Let's watch some point totals fall for the seasons and overall. I concur, but only if... um... That includes touches by the opposing team so that we have, you know, player one from player A touches the puck, player one from player B touches the puck, player two from player or from team one touches the puck and scores. (laughs) I am all for own goals and own assists being counted. I mean, it's one way to justify a goalie's contract to really get him into the scoring race. Would it not? Mm. Oh, Stops. Yeah. I mean, rebounds, has, rebounds yeah. it, it might as well be a pass. Because mm-hmm. they always say, you know, pass by goaltender when you shoot it off his pads, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they do redirect those things deliberately to a teammate if they can. Or and sometimes not. they, and sometimes <laughs> they inter, sometimes they direct them to an opposing player who just puts it behind them, mm-hmm. which is also unintentional or mm-hmm. intentional. Who knows? Or sometimes you know the goalie makes a save because they had to move and couldn't control the rebound, and then his own teammate happens to kick it in the goal behind him. And, you know, everyone deserves the point on that play. <laughs> that is, such, you know, I just, I just want those stats, you know, just, I want to see who leads the league in own goals and own assists. And, you know, this guy had 75 points last season. It was a new high for him. Yeah. But 50 of them were own assists because he kept turning the puck over, you know, <laughs> Guys, you know, guys like Adam Larson would be you know, like top five defensemen in the league on point totals until you looked at it and saw, you know, the little OA stat next to, you know, like OA, you know, the little column. He's like, oh yeah, he had he had fifty five assists this year. Yeah, forty of them were own assists. <laughs> the Ron Hainsey Memorial Award. Oh God, yeah. My goodness, I've never seen a puck going off a player's skate as much as I did with him, not only in just Carolina, but also in Toronto and Ottawa as well. I see, I think that it, it ought to be addition and subtraction. It's the, you had 30 assists this year, but you would have had 50 if 
20 of them hadn't been assists against your own team. Yeah. Let's really use the proper logic behind plus minus for some good chaotic good, but yes. good nonetheless. And then you could break it down into power play and even strength and shorthanded. And there you would have an accurate plus minus type stat. <sighs> I'm all for this. I don't understand why Max Domi decided that he needed to go out and Nino Nita Rider there. Oh, well. And I certainly don't understand how it became offsetting penalties. Oh, well. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here because we're, what, three games into the Patrick Line experience in Columbus? And this is about the time he would be getting acclimated to his teammates and, you know, understanding the systems and philosophies and so forth. So um, he should he should be becoming an interesting player now. Now he's comfy. And he already has, you know, two power play goals in his back pocket. Right. Yeah. So now he's also well liked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. New guy. He, he's he's scoring goals. All right. And, like and he's playing with the other new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Roslevic's got a couple of assists already with him, doesn't he? Yeah. At least one today. There we go. How's that? How's that fifty goal trade away looking for you, Winter Peg? But but the coach and player finally met in person in Winnipeg, so it must be going swimmingly. Yeah, I saw a picture of a Pierre Luc Dubois practice. He didn't look very thrilled to be there. Well, he wasn't, you know, <clears throat> he wasn't deemed unimpeachable like his captain was. Mm. You know, which I'm not sure what the hell Paul Maurice was doing there, but good for him. <laughs> I guess. Trying to keep the respect of the players so he can get a contract extension? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was, is going out and throwing some some random reporter under the bus. Oh, trying to make his boys and the boys in the room look good. Look on him, look upon him healthily. God, English. English is hard. Yeah, and all the European players speak it better than the the Americans. God, um, especially those damn Swedes. Yes. Yeah. Make us all look bad, not just like in speaking, but physically too. Yeah, make us seriously. all look bad. <laughs> All them damn attractive blonde, you know, just attractive people. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just, you know, the blonde hair, blue eyed ones, too. Well, a lot of the blonde is um, is uh, bottle blonde, but, you know. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Mm, not that it matters. <laughs> I wish I could get hair in a bottle. Um, <clears throat> speaking of bottles, how much the uh, NWHL is going to be bottled up next year with a lot of angry people. (sighs) Advertising it was a bubble, but it really wasn't a bubble. was not the smartest first move. (laughs) But it's pretty on uh, point for the NWHL. Yeah, It's almost like this league doesn't have enough employees to kind of think through these things they're too busy doing 10 jobs all at once 
And they're allowing too many big critical mistakes to happen. And they got, you know, a lot of those players who have day jobs, you know, had to had to negotiate to take two weeks off to come do this. And this is what they got met with. Now, I'm not going to say that it's all on the league, but it's mostly on the league. <laughs> A sports league half-assing their COVID-like rules? No. I know. I know. It's impossible. Me fail English? Well, at least with the NWHL, I'm not so sure that they half-assed their protocols as so much as there was no stopping any of the transmission of the disease if they continue to play hockey in arenas right now. I mean, the only way not to prevent this from happening was not to try at all. You could also argue they should have found a sponsor to basically rent out a hotel for them for two weeks where they could floor off individual teams to prevent, you know, any transmission that wasn't happening in the rink. But we'll never know if that was ever possible. And it sucks because everything ended there. Everything ratcheted up to a high note on the weekend before where they're reaching minimum 30,000 individual viewers at one time for a game and then it all comes crumbling down in a matter of day days or hours and literally days before they were ready to to step on a big stage you know with the NBC network mhm so so what you're saying Pat is it didn't half ass it they full assed it probably yeah. that's more hockey like you yeah. ask me I mean, like I keep, you know, I keep making this analogy, and it keeps it keeps proving to be somewhat apropos that the NWHL just sort of reminds me of the NHL when it first started, right? Yeah. Team teams shifting, or you know, and that's that's not a slight against anyone. That's just kind of the way startups have to go sometimes. You know, unless you have some angel investor that comes in with billions of dollars and says that they don't care if they lose it all, you know, and funds your league to be you know, top tier everything and, you know, pays for a hotel and blah, blah, blah. That's just kind of the way it's going to have to be. Yeah. And it's not like in the twenties, you know, news was spreading quite as quickly as it does nowadays. So my God, if revisionist history on things that happened just prior to the arbitrary six era starting, Oh, there would be some gong shows of, just information and stupidity from the all-white league. You mean like the uh, Spanish flu epidemic that, you know, canceled a uh, Stanley Cup final? Oh, did that happen? Wait, what? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Because Seattle, the Seattle Metropolitans have two Stanley Cup banners we can raise opening night, right? Right. I never said it was this, it was Seattle. So um, if you've never heard about it, then that that's a pretty good guess. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm. 
yeah. Talk yeah. about beating the witness. <laughs> so they actually have three banners that they could raise because so they won in 1917 they made it to the final so they were the pacific coast league champion that year and then in 1919 with the spanish flu thing and then uh, I believe in 1921 or 22, they played the Ottawa Senators and lost. So again, they made it to the, the Pacific Coast League um, Championship to get to that point. That's probably the same Senators team that's being put out on the ice right now during this season, right? In the this, in this skosh. Are, are, they, are they zombies? Androids? I mean, they do look very pale, except for Derek Stepan, but that's just hidden by the beard. <sighs> and and first of all, let's give some mad props to to um, Stepan for going with the full Jeff Bridges, Oda B. Jones, and Iron Man. You know, the bald with the beard thing, especially when it's not gray. <laughs> you know, he's still got a little bit of dark hair down there, and then nothing above the old ear line. Oh, well, I mean, you know, when you have more like (laughs) hair on your face than you do on the top of your head, why not? Right. Yeah. That was a working man goal right there. I tell you what. Well, are you going to give the live? There you go. Sorry. Live in game update. Carolina Hurricanes goal scored by number 13. Warren Fogle. Assisted by number 11, Jordan Stahl, and number 15, Mike Delzato for an own assist. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I think we have a more important in-game update. He's smiling? <laughs> At 11.07 in the second period, LA Kings goal, his first of his NHL career, scored by none other than Jarrett Anderson Dolan. What? Yeah. I thought he got one because he's been called up before. I thought he got one when he was called up earlier. This is his 11th career game. He has one assist. Oh. Well, congratulations, Jad. Jared Anderson Dolan. Right? Unless oh. he's unless he's one who spells the Jarrett with a G. Because, you know. No. Jared. That's good because he doesn't want to be called Gad. J-R-E-T. Okay. Did he play in the in the dub? Uh, That's a rhetorical question. If there was only some magic repository of all information available to us, I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh no! I mean, I've based, got, I, based I've on no his problem. name spelling, he played in. The oh, dub. I see what you're saying. Was he a Caden? Caden? Kale? Kale? Braden. Jackson? Jackson? Braden, Braden, Braden. Yeah, oh yeah, Braden. yeah. We have to have all <laughs> all seven variations of Braden. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the popular spelling of Jarrett either. So. Not Jared. No. It's Jarrett. Isn't it? G A R Y T. Jarrett. I mean, I've seen the <laughs> R, 
J A R R E T. Isn't there an isn't there an accent grande on the A or an umlaut over the Y or something? No, I remember what it was. It was a star over the T. Yeah, that was it. You sure it just wasn't a symbol that it represents the name Jarrett? That could have been. That's that's probably where I'm getting the star from. Mm. The symbol known as Jarrett. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Jarrett. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think equipment managers might prefer that if it was just a single syllable or symbol that you have to put on a nameplate. Yeah. As someone who, who deals with symbology uh, in my job for like maps, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just. Just thinking of Jean-Luc Grandpierre, you know, all the hyphens he has in his name. I think they called him Double Dash or something because he had two hyphens between Jean-Luc and Grandpierre. <laughs> no one called him that. That's too clever for a hockey player. No, I think they did. Somebody uh, else outside but, of hockey must have come a, up a with te- it. A teacher in school must have given it to him and it kind of followed him. No, he played, he played a while ago when there were still smart people around. I miss those days. Yeah, I do too. Once those days existed? Wait, what? When was this? Pre-COVID. Well, I, <laughs> Pre-COVID and then pre-days of amplifying all the idiots. So pre-internet. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything from to message boards. God. I remember getting on the ESPN hockey chat boards when they first started up, when they were still all text-based, because HTML was like, huh? And then they and then they got they tried to get clever and put in profanity filters, so you couldn't you couldn't you know ask anybody what their favorite Chardonnay was because what's in the middle of Chardonnay hard on. Mm. You couldn't you couldn't you know. <laughs> You couldn't say anything about Hitchcock or Babcock. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, those were the interesting days. Some nice. Yeah. All right, so back to Seattle for a second. So Cassie. Okay. okay. You said two banners could be raised, but should they raise three? Three. Two, three. Yeah. two championship banners. Three. Okay. One Stanley Cup, actually four. Four, yeah, four. Okay, right. Three, three. Um, Pacific PCL. Coast League. Three PCL. Okay. Yeah, because that was wrong. Because they got to the they got to the Stanley Cup final three times, and in that period, you had it was the NHA champion versus the PCL champion. Okay. So, so it would be three PCL championship banners in one Stanley Cup banner. Okay. Do you need to get an MRI if your PCL is torn, or is it just your ACL? IDK. You would have to take that up with Swedish, I think. (laughs) Yeah, Swedish. (laughs) Name of the hospital in Seattle. Yeah, I'm an evergreen guy. (laughs) Let me finish this point, and then I think we need to get back to the question of the week. But my I bring this up because should Seattle 
potentially make room for a fifth banner, given that they may be the only healthy team to start next season, presuming <laughs> they can dr- draft healthy players in the expansion draft. Well, see, there's your first misconception. There's your problem. <laughs> well, now, see, potentially fifth, if they happen to play Montreal and, you know, complete that, that 1919 series. Oh, in game one of the season or preseason, if that is still a thing next year. Or between preseason and regular season or whatever, however that all plays out. No, no, wait, six, because they have their inaugural year banner, too. We can't forget that. Oh, I don't think they're going to be that vain. Unless David Hill is hired in the offseason? This is true. I think they'll I think they'll retire New Zealand Lawn's number. Yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll be celebrated. Wouldn't it? It would. Okay, but back to the question of the week. After that tangent, um, <laughs> I believe Michael Delzato has earned an assist on that um, Warren Fogle goal that you called earlier. Yeah. Buck goes off his skate off of the initial shot and then in. I did say that. Mm-hmm. I did say assisted by number 11, Jordan Stahl, and number 15, Michael Delzato. But mm-hmm. does Jordan Stahl deserve an assist there? Yeah. Does he? Yeah, I think he does. I think Fogel should get the only other assist for Carolina. No, so here's the question. If or, we, should, or should three assists be awarded on a play? Why that's are what we I was just our- going to ask. <laughs> the primary, <laughs> the secondary, and the tertiary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Stewart would be happy that there's tertiary assists now being awarded. Then, <laughs> or maybe only a tertiary if the someone from the opposing team actually touched it. So I mean, only... That would- only two if it just stayed straight off of one team. Three if there was an opposing team player in on that play. That now, certainly would fit with the overcomplexity the NHL loves to put in their rules. That makes that's what I was about to say. This instantly would become the longest section of the rule book. <laughs> we can make it longer. We could. If we tried without, well, if we didn't try too hard, but if we tried, (laughs) we could take it longer. (laughs) Okay, so let me pose this to you. Should an assist only be awarded for a pass? Because we've blatantly stolen the idea from basketball. That is not true. I know it's not true. I just want to, you know, grind someone's gears with that comment. But what if someone happened to pinch along the boards to keep a puck in? Before said passes were to take place, because without a pinch, per- keeping a puck in the zone, he, he's not exactly playing it off his stick. But yeah, that Patrick did say leads touch. To- Patrick yeah. did say touch. Yeah. He didn't say pass. He said touch. Yeah. So very it- careful with the wording we suggest to the right. NHL here, because as soon as they write a certain thing in the rule book, to quote Gary Batman. This is a point of no return. We can't go back. Yeah, and that's fine. Because y- you can score a goal without ever having taken a shot. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And you can. Picking up a goal, too. So. Right. 
but you know that's 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 that first one's one has always kind of been interesting to explain to people how did he get credit for the score goal when he didn't take a shot because it went off him it went off his butt it went off his foot it went off his stick he deflected it just like riley nash's second goal for columbus today yeah so here's a here's a question for you guys then to go to piggyback on that should they get rid of the you can't kick the puck into the net yes or redirect it deliberately with a skate. I mean, you can uh, if your if your if your blade is on the ice. Yeah, but you can't if you lift your foot up off the ice. See, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wet blanket that, and you know, these guys already are playing with knives on their feet. I want to start seeing you like Pele over the head soccer kicks. <laughs> I mean, they would be putting their pregame practice to better use then. And I mean, Artemi Panarin would win the Art Ross every year. Well, yeah, and then he'd get signed to FC Barcelona and he'd leave, you know, he'd never play hockey again. Because they'd give him a lot more money. Right. But then conversely, players at the end of their European soccer careers could be signed to NHL contracts. And that would just open up the revenue doors for European fans. Oh, God. So you're, so we'd have to teach David Beckham to skate? No. No, he's an athlete. He would be able to do it in probably a week. Okay. So we'd still have to teach him to skate. <laughs> yeah. And like 90% of the game, 95% of the game is skating. Yes. But if you listen to commentators, half the players in the NHL aren't good skaters. So That's why they're in the NHL. Right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think all that training and time skating is just programming, and mm, David Beckham is s- probably too far gone. To they're all cyborgs anyway, right? Woof. <laughs> no, I, uh, Marcus Felino with a beauty rep. Um, bang! Marcus goes the cannon. Marcus? Oh, not Marcus. The other Felino. God, I always do that. Nick, his two hundredth goal of his NHL career, because apparently CBJ had several players on the cusp of 200-something this week. Oh, rhymes. Rhymes, big boy. Not having a good game. No. Well, it's not that one. That's, uh, yeah. yeah sorry. Also, um, who was the second defenseman for Carolina? Was it Brady Shea, or was it... Um, I my couldn't God, see. My I, God, I'm struggling. Uh, Jacob Slavin. I, I I couldn't see because all I could see was a Canes logo skating, you know, frenetically in the background <laughs> from the other from the other end of the rink. Get caught up, eyes. Yeah, a little bit. See, this is this is where the old-fashioned idea of centers becoming your third defender should still be in place, but of course we can't have that because defenders are there to, or not defenders, centers are there to, like, score goals now. No, except when they defend. Then they win Then they win the Selkie. Right. Who does that again? Um, centers. Just centers. 
Nobody else centers in all the face-offs and score yeah. a bunch of points. Right, well, no, right. But no, no, goals. I'm talking about like actual centers who do that. Oh, all of them, except a few mm-hmm. who, who do it better than the others, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan Taves, because he doesn't put up the big numbers on the offensive side, but he puts up just enough offensive numbers and plays on the penalty kill and takes a lot of face-offs. So obviously, he, he's a Selkie candidate. Mm-hmm. Can you skate backwards, though? That uh, doesn't matter. As a center, you really don't skate backwards that often. I mean, there are defensemen that have won the Norris that can barely skate backwards, if we're being honest. That yeah, is but, a good point. <laughs> yeah, but enough about the Sharks. Um, <laughs> look, I just... I wasn't going to say it, but you're not wrong. I, uh... Not wrong. <laughs> I was on Twitter last night with a couple of friends of mine. Um... Who were who were tweeting out that Burns and Carlson were on the ice together at the same time, and everyone was you know posting gifts of you know terrified people or making the you know making the oh my god you know frightened look face. And I said, boy, does that tell you something that if you've got two defensemen out there that you are that terrified <laughs> for them to be together on the ice that maybe you have one too many of those type of defensemen. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then on top of that, you know, they're like, they're like actual names in the league that um, people recognize, and yes, big contracts and Norris Trophy winners and things and stuff, and everybody's like, "Eh!" that's not good. Well, he only won, you know, one of them only won the Norris because he potted a boatload of points, and it was sort of the... You know, I I do I do sort of agree that the Norris is the lifetime achievement award. It's getting to that point with some of these guys, All right? He was really good for a few years. Now he's not, but he still scores a lot. Okay, give it to him. It's it's the offensive defender award. But enough. It's like oh, let, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, let's let's uh let's sort this. By position, angle scored, and hmm, we gave it to Burns last year, so let's go with the guy right below him this year just to seem fair. But enough of why D'Angelo was on a Norris ballot last season. Yeah, but Pat, he's well-liked by his teammates, especially the the ones he fights with. Mm-hmm. Do and you work for the Dark Rangers PR while you're trying to trade the player who will subsequently get bought out for okay. an asset? No, but I think Brian Burke does. For being an ass? <laughs> what about the angry looking person, according to my six year old? Brian Burke was the one who was like, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's well liked by his teammates. I'm uh, just, uh, just wait, hang on. Which let's, teammates? Let's, let's back. <laughs> let's back up here. Which one of the teammates that he got in a fist fight with would he would, would be the ones liking him? No, no. I want I want a list of the teammates that like him so I cannot watch them when they go to other teams. Just you know. That's uh, <laughs> you, you know it's it's always interesting because. You'll see these guys constantly, like on their Instagrams or their Twitter feeds, posting pictures, you know, with their buddies on the team, right? Mm-hmm. They're working out, you know, so and so and I are working out, or you know, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are working out together, blah blah blah. Never once heard or seen anything like that with D'Angelo. 
And I'm not saying you know, there aren't guys on the team that that probably did genuinely like him. I'm just saying if they did, it was sort of like those, you know, I have a secret friend type thing. Just don't, you know, <laughs> hey, buddy, I'll hang out with you. Here, let's take a pic. No, 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 yeah. no pictures. You don't know. tag me in that. Don't, don't I, tag me. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want evidence that I'm actually here hanging out with you. Let's just enjoy. Let's just be in the now and, and you know, not feel like we need to film everything. Just experience with the fun we're having. Yeah. You know, we'll have the memories. It makes you wonder why these guys haven't become TikTok stars while they're on the road because they don't have anything else to do, supposedly. Except, you know, watch more hockey and play video games of, you know, that are hockey related and um, watch film or video of themselves from the past game. And, you know, hockey autism, right? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yes. Hockey Asperger's. Asperger's. So, yeah. Carolina Hurricanes goal scored by number 22. Brent Pisky. <laughs> uh, I believe he's known as the Muffin Man. That's his matters. coach is very fond of saying that his shot and that goal was one of them uh, was a bit of a muffin. It wasn't very hard. It wasn't very quick. It just kind of finds its way into the basket. Oh, well, it makes me muffin. think of Shrek. Well, it makes me it makes me think of Ryan Reeves. Because Evander Kane called him the Muffin Man. Nah. And, and, and hey, come on. He leaned into it too. When they went to the bubble last season, when they went to the bubble, he had a muffin mask on. So come on. Ryan Reeves leaned, in, leaned into it hard. Mm. That was one of the funniest pictures. Everyone was like, oh, they're wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. And I'm like, Dude's dude's rocking a muffin mask. Total troll. <laughs> Total troll. <sighs> yeah. There's also the originality a player, of hockey nicknames. Yeah. There's also a player you never see a ton with his teammates either. Because they get various reports about Reeves. He's liked, but he's not liked, and he's oh. he makes a difference. Scott Oak loves him. Oh, well, why wouldn't you if you were Scott Oak in his position? Well, he just always, you know, always comes across as a guy who is really just sort of, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I am what I am, and that's all that oh, I am. you know what? I said dislike. I meant counter-programming. Uh, as in, Ryan Reeves really doesn't have it. Oh, all man. on his teams do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, there there was a picture a friend of mine sent me a couple days ago that had like a, a classic Godzilla, you know, monster type fight going on with flames. You know, two two of the big sort of Godzilla type monsters going at one another, and it said underneath, um, you know, the technical interview. And then the picture below it was like two cats out playing in the snow, two kitty cats playing in the snow. It was like <laughs> the actual job. And I was sitting in the shower this morning 
I wasn't sitting in the shower. I was in the shower this morning going, I really need to, to reframe that to be the Battle of Alberta. You know, my expectations, the top picture with the, you know, the <laughs> going on, my expectations of the next Battle of Alberta game, and then the bottom picture is the reality of the, the next Al- Battle of Alberta game. <clears throat> somebody, call, somebody called it the Battle of the Amish, and I thought that was fantastic. <sighs> on a day where the phrase the big game and a big game is uttered way too much i really wish there was a battle of alberta tonight i wish there was one that was oh boy um where both teams showed up right not just yeah. one and a half team you're also asking for for a game, a, a hot, the NHL to schedule a game opposite the Super Bowl, which would never happen in a million years. Oh uh, no! The no. superb owl. <laughs> Not enough superb owl, if you ask me. But mm. the super owl, as I call it, because it's usually blowout and full of crap. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Just yeah. so long as nobody destroys a precious guitar tonight, I think, you know, I think we'll all be safe. Oh, boy. Bad, bad challenge. Bad challenge, Columbus. Mm. The call on the ice stands. We have a good goal. That's right. I did it. And if Jeff Merrick is listening right now, his ears are burning. You mean two days from now? Well, no, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'm still thoroughly convinced our Sky, our our Skype feed is being tapped by some NHL insiders. <laughs> hi, NHL last, insiders. Uh, hi, Elliot. <laughs> specifically, you, Elliot Friedman. <laughs> I mean, we've seen confirmation that they are listening. Right. Right. But why aren't they passing us any money under the table? That's my question. Why? Why pay when you can steal? Wait, who's phrase, who likes to use the phrase greatness bar or uh, greatness borrows genius steals? Oh well, Elvis Again. Costello said every musician was a thief and a magpie. <laughs> I forgot about that quote. Because <laughs> I mean, we all are, right? <laughs> I think the last, you know, the last original idea was the first original idea. Because after that, we all just copied each other. But no, 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 you know. Damn verbatim, we recorded last week, and then what happens on the 31 Thought podcast that they, that they drop a day earlier? Huh? 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 Pretty much nailed every subject we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but you know what they didn't talk about, Patrick, that we also mm. nailed? Mm. Um, NHL Network producing games. This is true. Well, they don't care. They're in Canada. What the hell do they care about the NHL? I know, but it just shows that we're right uh, once again. I mean. Oh. Always right. Crap. You know what? That means John Shannon's listening. God dang it. <laughs> I mean, it all makes sense. It does. The NHL is just one big game of telephone anyway, so if you get four or five people in the know to listen, uh, everyone will know. Yeah, I always I always do enjoy, you know, when I, when I get Elliot Friedman, Pierre Lebrun, Arpon Basu. Bob McKenzie and Darren Dreger all basically tweeting the same thing within 30 seconds of one another. Mm-hmm. 
so-and-so in net tonight, so-and-so on the trade block, so-and-so is waivers, so-and-so cleared waivers. And then it's just and like occasionally the, one of them tries to reword it ever so slightly so it doesn't look like they're actually copying from anyone else. I, you know, if if I was smart, I'd just have a, a a script that you know, a little PowerShell script that runs and basically just takes El- every Elliot Friedman tweet, copies it, and posts it. Mm-hmm. Insider, er, 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 er. <laughs> no, I'd be an insider. Ah, be the hockey insider, hockey <laughs> like Chowda. Say it, Frenchie no. Chowda. <laughs> Why isn't there a hockey and cider account out there? Oh dear God! That is brilliant. Were you just were you just you know, <laughs> NHL players as ciders? <laughs> you got and your traditional ciders, cider. your hard ciders, your you know your your frou frou ciders. Oh your, God! Your the guys cider. that over. The guys that overpass are your apple ciders. Um, oh. No, no, no. Those would be the guys who rack up the assists. Those would be your apple ciders. Well, yeah, that's that's what he's saying. The guys that overpass. Yeah. Your Mitch Marners, at least in this game that we're watching, your Tavo Teravinens. Yeah. yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Your Leon Dreisaitl's on certain nights of the week. Well, you know, I think he does it to change things. I think Leon does that to change things up. He 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 likes a little spice of life. He, he does, he, you know. He is German, so you know. I will. I, I'm not going to finish that joke because it was really bad. <laughs> you should all very much appreciate the self-censoring I just did right now. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> Yeah, speaking, speaking of my, my beautiful Octung baby, um, five minutes and 25 seconds on the ice towards the end of the game last night between Ian McDavid. Yep, that's right. <laughs> if that isn't an utter <laughs> condemnation of the Oilers' management and ownership over the last five years, I don't know what is all the failures to this point blah 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 but the fact that those two had to be just stapled to the ice for the last five minutes of a game because they're the only two that can do anything is just mesmerizing to me it's perfect This is what this is what happens when you hire people you know rather than hire the best qualified people. Period. Right. That uh, yeah, because on the inside of the Oilers um, third that I have the the Navy and you know the the classic Oilers that they made the third two years ago. It says once an Oiler always an Oiler, and my joke was yeah because they always hire you when you retire. You know, the entire organization is just run by former Oilers, except Ken Holland, who I, I don't believe ever played for the Oilers. No. So. Yeah, but he's still a hockey man. Yeah, and, you know, he's not had much room to move. Yeah, there's Double Dash. Um, <clears throat> so there was a there was a, a stat from the NFL's own research branch that... According to the NFL's 2020 diversity report, nine of the league's 32 head coaches in 2019 and 2020 
were either the son of a son or father of a current or former NFL head coach, coordinator, or position coach. Meanwhile, 63 of the league's coaches were related to each other either biologically or through marriage, and 53 of those related coaches were white. I was going to say my response that. back was now do the NHL. I was well. I was going to say that second one, either biologically or through marriage, and could I add the third category? Sometimes both. Um, <clears throat> the uh, boy, I hate saying this because he still gives me the, the ugh, kind of eh, feeling. Tom Dundon on the full 60 with Craig Custance was a very interesting listen when he got into his philosophy of hiring at that level. He basically said, market value for players, I'm not going to fight with, right? Because you you can't... um, uh, What the hell's... Paraphrasing, it was basically, you know, the... There are only a certain number of Andre Svechnikovs and Sebastian Ajos, right? But when he's when he got into talking about the management side of it, he really said, I don't believe there are only 32 people that can do this job or that job. So why wouldn't I go look at people? You know, other people. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I, I don't believe there's only 32 NHL head coaches out there. I don't believe there's only 32 general managers or 32, you know, president of hockey ops or any of those sorts of things. Just because, you know, that we just tend to basically kind of said that there's a lot of there's too much recycling going on. And uh, the only thing he did, well, not the only thing, one of the great things he did say is when he was talking about Eric Tulski, he's like, that guy's smarter than me and it's not even close. So, you know. He, he made it sound like when he finds people, he's, he actually said, I would love for him to come work for me in, in my other businesses, but I love, the, I, I love the hurricanes too much to take him away type thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, people that were getting on him about being cheap when he was talking about um, paying Waddell and then they tried to carry that over with the Sebastian Ajo thing, the offer sheet, don't understand that he's trying to do a little bit of a market reset, you know, and, and break this nepotism to a certain degree. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting interview. Like I've heard him interviewed several times. I've only spoken with him once back when you could interact with humans outside of your house. Um, and he does have a very interesting way of putting things and it's all logical. Once you get an explanation, and I did love that he said half the time, I don't know if I'm always right. Yeah. yeah. So far, everything seems to be working. Um, it's funny. One time, uh, once upon a time, I used to have lunch with Tulski on occasion. And sure enough, one of the first times after the ownership change, his phone starts blowing up and sure enough, it was Dundon trying to get in touch with them. And it was nice to see Tulski was able to silence the phone at that moment in time. <laughs> I mean, it, we're talking April after a season when the team's not in the playoffs. Wasn't oh, a super important time to, you know, yeah, that first check season. in with your owner. Yeah, well, 
he's he just came across as a guy who is <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna business the way that I want to business when it comes to certain things and really made it sound like when it comes to hockey players I don't know anything I'm not gonna try and know everything I'm staying out of it it's up to these people that I put in the position to go spend that money I'm not going to say no. You know, I, he specifically said the only thing he didn't like really about the Aho contract was the signing bonus because they didn't want to go that route. And the term. Yeah. Well, but, they wanted they wanted him longer. Yeah, exactly. But he yeah. doesn't. He. I mean, it was kind of off the cuff comment. He says, "I don't like signing bonuses." Yeah. Which is totally fine. You know. Yeah. That's his prerogative as an owner because that's cash he can't be sitting on letting a crew and uh, you know um, gain interest until it needs to be paid versus it's up front so yeah i mean i get it as a business owner you bet i have no problem saying i don't like signing bonuses because i wouldn't that's yeah. money i'm not making money off of and you have to have money to earn more money so yeah it's a good power move yeah when you think which, about it. which is why players want it right yeah, it's, it's a single lump sum tax, and they can you know throw it in their bank account and have it started. It, it goes back to the why they didn't want to defer more money to help the owners out yeah. because they can do something with it in their accounts. Yep. Yeah. All such a power struggle. It really is very influential. Hint. So, are we? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to get it off mute because I've got some background noise, and and you guys are talking anyway. Um, so that leads me up to the question for today. Actually, it's not a question; it is a request. The Hockey News came out with their top, their annual top 100 um, people of power and influence in presumably hockey, but it always ends up being the NHL. And predictably, it is all or overwhelmingly white men. So what I'm going to ask of you is come up with a list of five to 20, Pat, 20 people. And a limit. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. She, you like how she said five to twenty, knowing that I was going to do five, and you were probably going to do forty-five. Uh -huh. Oh no, he was going to do like fifty. I can guarantee it. Probably still will. Yeah, <laughs> um, List one, and then and his they, alternates on our the room. rest. The rest goes on our Patreon that we don't yeah. have. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> that we don't have. <laughs> Pay us fifty uh, bucks, and we'll do one. <laughs> right. So, so I would like between five and 20 people who you feel are the most influential and powerful people in hockey who are not white, presumably straight men. People of color, women, handicapped, trans, whatever, whoever you can come up with doesn't have to be in any order. Five to 20 people who are not white, presumably straight men. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.